true business credit card, business credit lines do not report to your personal profile. And if they don't report to your personal profile, you can carry a balance without throwing sand in the engine, your funding engine. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 354. And today we've got a special guest joining us to talk about one of the biggest myths in building business credit and how you can actually start taking advantage of this powerful funding source. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's Melanie Benson here, authority amplifier and possibly igniter for expert-based entrepreneurs who are ready to stand out in a crowded market and double or triple their income. I am I'm super excited about today's episode. We haven't talked about something like this before, and yet it's such a powerful part of funding your dream, helping you grow the reach and revenue of the work you do in the world. So get a pen and paper out. You're going to want to take a lot of notes. This is a, I almost have to say it's a fire hose of an episode. We cover a lot of ground and it's all so good. So get ready for this. Before we jump in, we're talking about a big myth on the episode today around money and credit, but there are other myths that we buy into as entrepreneurs, places where we we literally halt and derail our business and our growth and our ability to help more people because we buy into limitations and fears and get roadblocked. And I don't want you to get be stuck anymore. And if you know that you've been holding yourself back or you suspect there's some barriers in your way to being a well-paid authority, I want you to run right now. Just stop what you're doing, pop over and take my authority quiz. This is how I help entrepreneurs break free of limits that are holding them back. If you head over to melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz, this will take you two minutes and then you can get right back into the episode. I will also link it up in the show notes. But what I do is I help ask you some questions that maybe you're not asking yourself to identify what's really in the way and then paint the picture for how you can take your business to the next level. Again, melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz. Now let's get into this powerful episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. Today, (laughs) I've got a really hot conversation you must listen to all the way through. We're going to be talking about where you've been lied to and how you're probably misusing business credit and it's working against you. Let me give an official welcome to our guest today, Meryl Chandler. Now, let me tell you a little bit about his background. Over 30 years ago, Meryl, who is a personal and business credit pioneer, co-founded Lexington Credit Repair Law Firm, and he became so dissatisfied with the ineffective results of credit repair that he knew he had to do something about it, which we love these kinds of stories here on the show. <laughs> he, <laughs> he discovered an insider secret 
that getting approved for personal or business credit didn't actually rely on your credit score, but was in fact the result of fundable borrow behaviors. So that's what we're digging into today. Yes, he's co-founded this company called Get Funded, and now he's going to tell us how we can really maximize business credit to help us grow, not just our businesses, but our impact too. So Meryl, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm I'm pretty jazzed about this topic I'm, because we I'm haven't talked about be it before. <laughs> right. Thrilled to be here. Well, it's one of those things. Uh, your listeners probably are uh, are familiar, uh, maybe over of uh, the Matrix, right? The movie, The Matrix, where the illusion that has we're all sleep and we and this this life we believe is going on is happening behind the scenes, but there's more than meets the eye, right? And and that's what's happening with um, with personal credit, business credit. There is a lot happening that I. I can't wait to unpack here with you because your mm-hmm. listeners deserve to know. Right? They 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 deserve. We all deserve to at least know the truth. Then we can choose the red pill or the blue pill. But yes. let's, let's at least have a chance at at the choice. Yes, you know, and I'll be curious as you're listening in today, which pill are you going to choose? Right. So wherever <laughs> you're listening today, uh, slide into the DMs or uh, come come into the community and tell us uh, what Loved you're it. choosing. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I actually, we were talking about this little in the green room, and I think it's an interesting time financially in our industry. So uh, if you're listening in and you found yourself uh, tapping into your credit, maybe even your personal credit, you're trying to fund the dream, you're trying to make continue to make investments, take notes. I, I think you should probably pull over from the side of the road, grab Truly. that pen and paper, <laughs> turn on your note taker on your phone, and get ready for some uh really valuable insights. So let's first start talking about this concept of fundability. Unpack that for us and help us understand a little bit more what that means. Sure. A wonderful question. And it's the principle of the, the truth behind the, 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 the mysteries, right? The, when we pull back the curtain, fundability simply means, is a bank willing to give you money? Period. The not, nothing more, nothing less. Now I'm talking about banks, which is the cheapest money out there right now. Even in these financially stressful times, it's prime plus one percent if you are fundable. And fundability is not about your credit score. Fundability, and and I'd like to unpack that first. That you there's what's called a denial threshold. Your credit score can get you absolutely denied. Boom, out of the out of the game, out of the you are not, you don't get to play. But once you're past, let's call it 720. That's just I'm just picking every lender has their own numbers, guys. But you're getting you are getting um mailers in the mail, offers, credit offers in the mail. If you're up, if your credit score is above that denial threshold, doesn't mean you're fundable. It just means you won't you that you're worth looking at. Fundability comes in. There are five fundability factors. There is your identity profile, your financial profile, banking profile, meaning your banking relationships. Yep, they count those. Your Then your credit profile. Everybody thinks, hey, my credit score is good. Let me go for it. No, credit profile is fourth and your score is fifth. And so they are looking at this picture of these five fundability factors and then the lender software. FICO is your credit score. Your lenders are using their own software, not FICO, their own software to approve or deny you. 
And once you're approved, then your score is used again. And if you have, let's say, uh, the threshold is 720, a 721 gets you a $2,000 approval. An 821 gets you a $20,000 approval. That's where your score is meaningful, but it's after you're approved. After you're not denied, after you're approved, then your score is meaningful, right? So so that's what fundability is, is those five factors in there that lenders are actually looking at to get, to decide if they're going to give you money. Hmm. That's very illuminating. I think most of us just thought, hey, what's my credit score? So exactly. I'm glad I, you painted that picture for us. So let's imagine you mentioned the, the number 720. And I know it could be, you know, different credit companies. 680 have different, to 760. Yeah. 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 That's the range that I've seen as well. So, you know, you brought up credit repair earlier, you know, and when I was introducing you, this is something that that's pretty attached to the work you do in the world. How do we know if we need to work on credibility or sorry, fundability or credit repair? Okay. So I come I, I, 30 years ago. Um, I, I, I co-founded Lexington Law Firm, the great, the largest credit repair company in the world. And it, right now, they are under fire because I'm no longer associated. I haven't been associated with them for a minute. They are under fire for the very reason I left, which is that deleting negative items from your credit report does not make you fundable. It had zero credit is not fundable. No derogs is not fundable. You need a fundable profile, which means you got to have the right kind of revolving accounts, the right kind of installment loans, the right the usage of inquiries. So when you say what is the kind of difference between credit repair and, and, and fundability is that credit repair can help remove a couple of negative items. Rarely do you get every negative item removed from all three credit bureaus, which one of the one of the metrics that lenders use is the range between credit scores. So let's say you delete a 30-day late from Experian, but it doesn't come off of Equifax and you have a 70-point difference, they don't, you're automatically unfundable because they don't know which score to trust. And so you got to be careful with credit repair even because the deleting of an item from one and not another very well may har further harm your chances of being approved, not improve them. And mm -hmm. so, so credit repair kind of has a place, but, but let's put it this way. There are numerous borrower behaviors that are being measured by the lending software. 10 focus on negative accounts, 30 focus on positive accounts. So you can actually work, massage the 30 borrow behaviors that are vital and improve your fundability, even if you still have derogatory accounts on your credit profile. That's the power of fundabilities because you're looking at the entire picture, not just trying to get rid of a few, uh, a few mistakes or oops or, you know, bad, you know, Many of us have gone through horrible times, right? Well, let's focus on the things that actually lenders are going to measure positively. I love focusing on the positive reinforcement side of it. Because Just regardless, it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's full, like I'm a coach. <laughs> exactly. But, but I do think, 
you know, like there's a lot of things we need to know not to do. And I know we're going to get into that here. And I think we also need to know what should we be doing or could we be doing that makes us more fundable, whether, you know, it's uh, we're wanting to grow the business or we're going to use it for something else, right? Like Mm -hmm. having that fundability sounds like it's a premium place to be to give you growth flexibility that maybe you don't have, especially if you've got bad credit. Yep, that's a great way to say it. It's it's your capacity. It's the flexibility right now. If if, if you don't have, uh, if you do not have a, uh, a, a golf balls, you can't golf. You no matter how <laughs> great your clubs are, no matter how expensive, you need those. You need you, you need to have the golf balls, right? So. Right. One of the things that we, one of the key indicators, especially for your audience, because entrepreneurs and 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 business minded folks, is that there are business credit imposters, straight up. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. You heard it here first. Liars, cheaters, and thieves. People who who say in the fine print what the truth is, but for those of us who don't know, who are living in the financial matrix, we don't know what's true. For a perfect example, I call it cat, catfish credit. Uh, everybody who's uh, social media sensitive knows what catfishing is, right? You put up a, an image and you think you're getting X when actually it's Y. Not okay when it comes to your business credit. One of the one of the greatest imposters out there, which is gets all the rave reviews for 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 financial consultants in the marketplace it capital one spark card capital one spark card actually reports to your personal profile so you think you're being a good businessman businesswoman and you charge up and you're carrying balances for your business and your utilization goes through the roof your fundability and your score plummets because you think you're doing the right thing but you have the wrong tool Perfect example, discover it card is a perfect example that every time you use it, it translates those balances end up guys on your personal profile. And the higher the balances, the lower your fundability, the low. So think of your personal profile as a funding engine. You want, and then, and then the the your person your business credit is where you do the heavy lifting, right? That's the race you're running. Well, what we're trying to do is get the right personal credit instruments, use them according to what it, fundability principles, these five fundability factors, drive a huge benefit where we get lots and lots of real business credit. And what I define as real business credit is credit instruments that don't report to your personal profile. So I'd like to take a second and leverage this moment with what people are running into. Did you know that you can, first of all, many of us are charging up our, our personal credit cards and our scores and our fundability are going down. We're, we're, we're leaving, to use your term, that flexibility. We're losing our flexibility to get more credit because nobody's going to lend to somebody who's carrying balances. B- true business credit card, business credit lines do not report to your personal profile. And if they don't report to your personal profile, you can carry a balance without throwing sand in the engine, your funding engine. And so what we want to do, but what people don't know, you can't commingle funds. I'm not promoting commingling funds, but you can take a business credit card and in your minutes of your business, you can lease that to you personally. 
And you can carry personal charges, can't put business on it as well, but you can carry balances on that business card that won't report while you're in your, your um, uh, the hustle and flow minutes of your business, whether it's because of financial stress now, or you're in a growth spurt or whatever. You can, we do not want to ruin our funding engine by using our personal credit in ways that make us unfundable and actually end up harming us. And that's just one of one of dozens of things that we can do to debt shift to non-reporting uh, uh, credit instruments. Hmm. That is so interesting. And I, I do understand the difference between business credit and personal credit, but you know, I was listening to you talk and thinking, I wonder if our Amplify audience really understands the difference between business credit and personal credit, because if you've never had this explained to you, you may not even realize that you can have a business credit instead of using all your personal credit. Would you just talk a little bit about that distinction for a minute and make sure everybody's yeah. up to speed with us? So, so the sizzle, I'll go back to the spark card. Sometimes they're like two X points, five X points on purchases because they want you to spend money on your card. And because we don't know the difference between personal and business, we literally were like, what a great idea. I've been wanting to increase my marketing campaign, but it's a, but it's a four month pay down to get the results from my sales. Right. So you charge it up to 80%. And you're, and then all of a sudden, crack your personal profile crash and burns. So the great distinction is, you guys, inventory your personal credit profile and see which credit instruments are reporting there. If you have business credit cards that say business on the card and business on the statement, but it's showing up on your personal credit, it is not a true business credit instrument. Never has been, never will be. And I'm the only place you're going to find somebody willing to say this because a lot of those influencers get paid lots of money to sell spark cards. I'm telling you guys that they're in it for themselves. They're not in it for your personal profile. I'm going to tell you right now, they're not in it for you to win. Got it. And let's just, while we're in this conversation of distinctions, talk a little bit about business loans and lines of credit versus credit cards Brilliant. for your business. And yes. when would we want to maybe focus on business loans and lines of credit versus credit cards? Excellent. So credit cards are for Credit cards are for short-term plays. Just like I said, you got two months, three months, you can budget the interest you're going to pay, but you can carry a balance on business that doesn't report and ruin your personal. <laughs> you can carry a balance, but it's a, it's a short-term play. Usually it's awesome because they have 30-day, um, uh, 25 to 30-day um, uh, grace periods. You get a free loan, charge it now, pay it off later. A credit line is like same as cash. You can write a check and do a deal. I don't know how many folks uh, are real estate investors or otherwise in your in your crew, but real estate investors love credit lines because they can take down a property and literally get same as cash. To get cash out of a um, out of a credit card, you got to do a cash advance or you got to use one of the the services that cost a fortune to 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 liquidate your your charge accounts, right? So uh, credit lines are for same as cash transactions and are best used over three to six months. 
right? You want, but you don't want, if you're going to carry a credit line balance over six months, then we need to go to a loan. So think of it as zero to 90 days, 90 days to six months and six months plus you want business loans. If you're carrying a balance for, uh, for six months or more. Got it. 90 days. Now, credit lines are awesome for short-term plays as well, right? Write a check, do a deal. Um, we Lots of real estate investors use um, for wholesaling, right? They'll, they want to get something under contract and whatever fees they need to be able to pay, make it happen. And by the way, all credit lines also have a piece of plastic. You can use it like a credit card. Now, the only difference there is for, for credit lines is that there is no uh, uh, grace period. You are getting interest the second you engage that loan. And so you got to do your ROI or your return on investment to see what it's going to cost you in interest from day one, whereas it's a 30 day float for your business credit cards. Mm. This is, you know, it's like money and entrepreneurs sometimes it's like, uh, oil and water, right? Like <laughs> we all have to make the money, but we don't really know how, all of this intricate matrix type thinking goes and we get ourselves in these big financial messes, especially with credit. And, you know, I love this concept of separating our personal and business finances. I think everybody should do that, especially when it comes to credit. Let's go a little bit deeper into rec understanding how we become fundable with business loans and lines of credit. Cause I know in your materials, you talk about like, you can actually have a decent or high credit score, but be denied Correct. a bank business loan or a line of credit. So maybe help us understand that a little bit more. So people know how to prepare themselves to qualify for these better credit opportunities. Absolutely. So think, so think of it this way, your, your bank loans, and lines of credit, a, a bank line of credit is like the holy grail. It's the it's prime plus one percent. It's the cheapest money out there, other than a thirty year mortgage. So, it is highly coveted. Well, because it's highly coveted, it's in high demand. So people, so lenders get to be really specific. They get to raise the bar because to get a business credit card from Wells Fargo is different to, than to get a business line of credit. It's open, it's war, it's same as cash. So they they, you know, they guard it. The, these five fundability factors are what come in uh, come in here, Melanie, because first of all, your identity. Your identity, and here's another matrix, serious matrix um, faux pas that people aren't aware of. Your, your identity is actually the gateway to your approval. Everything that is going on right now in banks is automatic underwriting. Every one of your people, most of your people have, have applied and gotten approved or denied in 30 seconds. That is automatic underwriting operating. No human being is looking at that application. Nobody's seeing whether or not, yeah, let's give them $20,000 and you, you got the, a, the, a room full of people evaluating it. Not happening. So that means they're identifying you as a borrower first. And if you have, like, if there's Merrill Chandler, Merrill R. Chandler, Merrill Ray Chandler, sometimes Chandler, Merrill, I mean, if you have multiple identities, you might get knocked out just because of the automatic underwriting criteria. Rare is it these days since COVID, you walk in and show your driver's license and your social security card. A lot of this is done online. So identity is number one. Number two is your financial relationships. Uh, what is your, what's your income? Lenders lend 10 to 30% 
of your business top line, your gross revenue, 10 to 30%. If you're doing a hundred grand, you might get 10 to $30,000 business line of credit. But if you're doing a million dollars, you could be picking up one to $300,000 line of credit based on other fundability criteria. But th that's, that's the range. That's a lot. Okay. And so, uh, so what is your debt to income ratio? And debt to income, this is something that many people don't understand, but your debt to income ratio isn't your total debt, it's your debt payment to your monthly income. So what do you owe on payments versus what do you bring in your gross, not your nets, it's always gross. So we those calculations are put in here to make you fundable. That's what lenders are looking at. The third is the banking relationship. Are you brand new, Joe Schmo off the street, Sally Shrew coming in and going, I want, I want a $100,000 line of credit. And they're like, oh, we don't know you. You're going to get a big fat no. So there's a process that we do in our in our training, our coaching, we a process where we build a banking relationship. And there's very deliberate things. It's called internal performance data. And we hit all of, think of a checklist of things a bank is looking for. The software is just looking for checkboxes. If you know what checkboxes to check, you're fundable, right? And that's technically what fundability means is you're checking the checkboxes. Um, and so we want those. So that banking relationship is how deep and wide are you? How many products do you have with them? And how long have you been there? And how most people don't know, do you realize you are automatically unfundable if you've had a, a uh, bounced check or a, a bounced check within the last six months. So if you aren't watching that zero, we have an entire process called the new zero, how to elevate your, your balances so you never come near that because lenders count how much money is in your personal and or business checking account. All these things are knowable. We, we, we know them. And again, we have an hour. So, <laughs> so we're, we're throwing as much at you as we possibly can. But that's the, that's the banking relationship. And then there's their credit profile. Inquiries, revolving accounts, installment loans. Do you have a mortgage? You know, FICO gives you bonuses for having a mortgage. It gives you bonus points for having an auto loan. Some of us don't have either. And so we're not as fundable as those of us who do. All of these things are being investigated by that millisecond software that's approving you or denying you to see if you have the, the right stuff, right? What it takes. And then the final, 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 is your scoring profile. Most of us don't even know. FICO, did you realize there are 31 FICO um, lender scores? 31. There's a whole series of mortgage scores, whole series of, of uh, bank card scores, like credit card scores, a whole series of auto loan scores. All of these have, uh, have all come to bear in the approval process. And so your scoring profile matters because you're, if you're using, we'll get to credit karma in a minute. Um, if you're using, if you're using your, the scores that are being given to you by your credit union or your, um, or your bank, those are what are called review scores. Those are the scores that are used in, in, um, in soft polls. They are not the scores, what we call approval scores. They are not used in the 
approval process. So if we don't know, if we're saying, oh, look, I have a, I have a 710 on my uh, review score, but we have a 680 on our auto score and you're going to go for an auto loan, I'm sorry, you're not getting 710 financing. So again, all of these things come into play with regards to how we, uh, how we shape our fundability to meet the, the, to hit that lender bullseye. This is fascinating. I, I'm, I'm just astonished how much goes into our fundability and our credit scores. And there's all these things that are happening kind of like in this, um, I don't want to say it's not a cloud, but it's like, like you say earlier, the matrix that are impacting yep. us. And it's so, all behind the curtain. It's all behind yes, the curtain. It's behind the curtain. And so now we're bringing it to the front of the curtain or, or in front yep. of the curtain. So people really understand how to make better choices, how to be more intentional with their fundability so that when they do need credit, they can grow uh, in a more um, financially responsible or financially, ac- not accurate, but um, valuable way, I guess. Yep. So and deliberate. We want deliberate. Make, there you go. We want people to, to, to know, have the map and be able to walk the terrain, right? Right now, we most of us don't have na- map, even a map to the terrain, much less know how to navigate it. Yes. If you don't know, then you don't do well. You don't do better. Correct. So, Meryl, you know, we've talked a lot about all, all things that maybe work against you and understanding how some of this works. And so if we could just bottom line one piece, because this you could probably teach a course that goes on for several weeks here. Have. <laughs> I thought you might. You saw one on your website. So, so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how that works. But, um, you know, and I know people could access that and go much deeper into it. But let's just maybe bottom line, what is one positive action, intentional action somebody could be doing right now that would start to improve their fundability that maybe they're doing it all wrong because they just don't know better yet? Okay, so I'm going to kind of do a a a, a, a one-two punch. The first one is discover the truth. I said I was going to bring up Credit Karma. Credit Karma uh, was was uh, and Experian and TransUnion. I mean, Equifax and TransUnion were were fined tens of millions of dollars for misrepresenting how valuable the credit karma credit scores were they are lying to 100 million subscribers because the scores you see on that front page when you go into credit karma are not scores that lenders use period in fact the bait and switch is so egregious so ugly that you see the scores here now all they had to do to get after they paid these fines was literally underneath the score say vantage 3.0 that's all they had to do because like we consumers wouldn't know what Vantage 3.0 means. We Most of us don't know any of that. We don't know that when you go over to the right and you click the offer they and you fill out that application, they pull a FICO score to, to approve or deny you, not the scores that are sitting on the front page of Credit Karma. 
So the first thing is find out the damn truth, you guys. It is not okay that we're being deceived and buyer beware. We have to be in charge of that, number one. Number two is the place where you can get the truth of your uh, score situation and your fundability is myfico.com, myfico.com. That's where you find your 31 scores. That's where you find everything that you need to know about your the, the score situation now it doesn't cover the five fundability factors that is that that is what we basically offer in our our training session is how to uh, uh myfundingsystem.com teaches you what is possible if you if you join our tribe in in people who want to wake up from the financial matrix and get done what we need to get done to see the truth. It's an amazing training program that covers, I mean, we've covered so little compared to what's possible in our, uh, in it. And we're actually, we, we have software that is going to be released shortly to help us through that entire process. A, a fundability mm -hmm. score, think of. So credit score doesn't get you approved, but your fundability score, gives you the likelihood of your approval. And more on that later, reach out to us. Um, anything that we have here is going to support you guys. Uh, we want you, and in the show notes, there will be a link of a literally fundability checklist. Check it out, you guys, because that fundability checklist is going to tell you everything that needs to be done, everything. How to do it, we can help you with. I love it. Yeah, we'll make sure that's linked up in the show notes because it's kind of a long URL. So whatever you're yeah. doing, wherever you're listening, stop. <laughs> and you can uh, Actually, just find I that link right there in your, yeah, your uh, getfundablechecklist.com. Getfundablechecklist.com. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay, good. Excellent. So uh, we could go on and on and on, but sadly, we only have, you know, 30 minutes or so for these Check episodes. <laughs> Oh, getfundablechecklist.com. Yes, get we'll make sure that's checklist. linked up. Yeah. Got it. Um, I just want to check in on something that was coming up for me that I know is a conversation that comes up all the time. And I would love to get your take on it. Since we're talking about fundability, we're talking about credit. I think a lot of people have this belief that creating business debt or having business debt is bad business. Uh, What's your take on that? Brilliant. Um, I call it, even though we're talking about business, there is a consumer mentality and a strategic mentality. I believe in strategic debt. I believe our system is based on debt. We want to leverage all the greats, the Kiyosakis of the world, the Tony Robbins. Everybody talks about leveraging debt. The only thing you have to be smart at is borrowing low and and employing that capital, deploying that capital higher than it costs you. It's called arbitrage. And if you borrow low and invest and get your returns higher than it costs, you do that all day, every day, and your money works harder than you do. So I believe in strategic debt, Melanie. I believe that we need everything. All of us need to pull back the curtain, find out the rules of this game, and then become masters of the game. And I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be your coach, right? That we have an amazing team that are 
able to move you from A to B, wherever you are. It does not matter if you got bad credit or you've got what you believe is or you have a great credit score, if you're not taking down business lines of credit at prime plus 1%, then there, we got work to do. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I love it. And I'm glad you unpacked that for us because I think some people get stuck around that and it limits their ability to grow. It limits their ability to um, catapult the reach of the work, the work they're doing in the world. And I'm with you. I think business credit is to be leveraged, but you got to do it strategically. So well said. Yep. And that does allow us to, especially when we keep personal and business separate, then all of this cap business capital is not reporting on our personal profile, which keeps our bit, our, our engine, our funding engine, that approval engine is just, man, it'll just keep throwing up. By the way, there is a limit that you can have too much personal credit. There's no such thing as too much business credit. There are no metrics that say you got too much business credit. Let's leverage the hell out of it. I, I did not know that either. I have learned so much today. <laughs> okay, uh, getfundablechecklist.com. Again, we'll link that up in the show notes. Meryl, this is the time in the conversation that I like to have a little fun with my guests and ask some fun questions to get to know you, the human being, a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, Especially as, like, I think mindset plays such a huge part in our ability to do the work we want to do in the world successfully. But I always like to ask my guests, what is the boldest thing you ever did that amplified the success of your business? Oh, the boldest thing that I ever did that amplified, I've I've got several to choose from. Um, My first one was when I went past, because we we all have comfort zones, right? Even financial Mm -hmm. comfort zones. When I engaged my first multi-million dollar debt instrument in order to to, to grow my business, and it was all personally guaranteed. Straight Mm -hmm. up, scariest scariest moment of of my of my financial life maybe even personal life because it was like this now has to work if i wasn't committed before it was like i am all in 10x because it's one thing to have 50,000 here cuz i'm not a i'm not a bankruptcy guy there, there's no thought in my mind because I know what the end game of bankruptcy is. And man, there, there, there are a few instances where it's possible or where it is beneficial, but I'm a credit guy. I am a fundability guy. I want to leverage my financial reputation and bankruptcy gut you for 10 years, straight up gut you. So I, there's no escape. This is not, there is no way to get out of this situation other than success. So mm-hmm. that was, that was probably that, that yeah, multi-million dollar credit instrument. And the awesome thing was it was validation of my process because they said yes to me. Then I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my God, I did it. <laughs> right. Now what? <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I, that's a powerful story though. And, and obviously it turned out okay for you because you've grown the business and you're doing this in the world. Correct. And, and it's helping funding the very software we talked about. Oh, oh, I feel yes. like that's a, that's an exciting tale to tell down the road. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, last question. As you look back from today towards the beginning, 
What is one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Because now you know how impactful it was going to be to your business. <laughs> Listen to my partners. That's easy. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So I'm the visionary. I have this idea. And because I think it will work, I think it should work. Therefore, I'm presuming the entire business that it will work. <laughs> without testing it. And so my uh, and my faithful partners are jumping up and down, test, 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 test. I'm like, how? why do we need to test? This is bulletproof, right? And so we've modified a number of things based on that experience. So folks, listen to your partners, listen to your contractors, listen to your vendors, listen to people, be open to other people's input because man, there's a lot of experience out there that don't fit in my 62 years. And I'd love I'd love to have a thousand years of experience because the collective experience of all the people, influencers in my life, uh, that, listen to your people, listen to your people. Listen to the right people. Yes. yes. <laughs> the well ones said. that are as smart as you are and they play the role that you are not good at. Like, I just wanted to draw that distinction. And I'm so glad Absolutely. you brought this up because I think a lot of times we surround ourselves with really talented people and then our ego gets in the way and we don't listen. Right. But I, there's I, different. I'm a bulldozer. Yes. <laughs> there's, no, there's no two ways about it. <laughs> Meryl, that is shocking. I cannot believe you said that, right? right? But um, notice the good in the world that yes. me not accepting the status quo is providing your audience, my uh, my tribe and everybody in the world, right? We It is a game changer, but I don't have to be bullheaded about it. So there's yeah. that. Live in your strengths, surround yourself with people who complement the rest, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well uh, Meryl, you are brilliant. Thank you for being a bull in a china shop and shaking things up in our financial <laughs> world. And as you're listening in today, you know, I, I'm really intrigued to hear what you will put into action from this conversation today. First, make sure whatever you do, go download the fundability checklist. Take advantage of the resources Meryl's making available to us because I want you to have the resources that you need to make that greater impact in the world. You're a thought leader, you're a trailblazer, you're a change agent, and you need to be able to grow quickly when you need to. You need to be able to invest in resources. And this is a very powerful, very yeah. untapped strategy, which Truly. could potentially put you ahead of the game by a mile. So yeah. Meryl, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. I it's really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going, and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name, and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. <laughs>